Welcome back to The Shed, everybody. It's early October. RJ's already given me the greasy eyeball about this intro. I don't know. He's got something on his mind. I asked you not to tell me that. <laughs> don't tell me this is episode 99. Uh, this is episode 99. And yes, we are on the brink of internet greatness because this is our 99th. Everybody knows that if you get to 100 episodes... Like the president of the internet sends you a commemorative note, and uh, the, the, you know you get signed into the internet hall of beginners. Nice. So I'm looking forward to some big changes in our lives. Who's episode. made 99? Maybe Mark Maron. Oh, I don't. Maybe even know. This American Life. That's pretty well it. And we've made 99. Well, and uh, yeah, you know, there's maybe two, three thousand others, and that's it, and us. So, not very common. It is no, not. I and buy uh, those thousands. It's not very common. And I'll just say, when I hear people joking about, oh, yeah, the thing to do in the shutdown, everybody and their dog has a podcast. Yeah, they do, but none of them get to 100 episodes. That's yeah. right, dogs. And yeah, not yeah. those hobby podcasts. No, this is a serious so thing. So anyway, that's next episode. This is merely 99, and it's just another string in, of pearls. Another pearl in the string is what I meant to say. It's just another pearl in the string of beauty that we've already created. So sit back, get yourself ready to have a couple of giggles. I don't know if you're going to learn anything in this episode or not, other than how weird we are. But, you know, if you think that's true, that we're all weird, you should send us a note about it. Meantime, enjoy yourself. And if you like politics, boy, do we have it for you. <laughs> that's right. Get ready to bathe in politics. With you're going to hear our predictions about things that happened a month ago. That's right. This will be, <laughs> it'll be very exciting. By the time you hear this, you get to hear whether we were total fools a month ago when we recorded this on October 5th, actually. So here we go. So is this episode 99? This is episode 99, yeah. Holy doodles. That means it's getting really close. Mm -hmm. The elephants are standing by in the alley. So for our listeners, it's October 5th today. So if so, any of our references to COVID testing and that... We're only at a point here where we know that Donald Trump and Melania and Kaylee McKinney and Chris Christie and a whole bunch of other famous Republicans have caught COVID. But that's all we know at this point. So you might have to. He's out at 630 today. Okay. So he's demanding that he gets out. Demanding that he gets out. He might be dead in three days, but he's coming out of the hospital anyway. But anyway, our listeners will be like three, four weeks ahead of us on this one. All right. Yeah, so probably the election will probably be not done because of the counting of the mail-in. So it'll, the, the election might be in its topsy-turvy phase to our listeners right now where they're going, mm. what's going on? We don't know, even know who won yet. That's a real danger. Yeah. You guys vote yet? I did, yeah. I, I, did you have to do a write-in? Well, you know, I, I asked for a write-in and I waited like 10 days no, but there's mail-in. So some people with mail-ins get a write-in ballot, mm-hmm. which is a big empty white box. Mm-hmm. Other people who mail-in get names. Mm-hmm. So so I'm wondering which type of ballot you got. Oh, to actually write? You can't, you can't I ask for a write-in. You just ask for a mail-in. So I asked for a mail-in ballot. Yes, mail-in And it ballot. took forever to come. Yeah. And I was in the mall and I saw signs for the local district electoral office. So I thought, I wonder if they can tell me whether the check's in the mail, my ballot's in the mail or not, right? Mm-hmm. So I went up there, and there's nobody in there except two people. And they said, 
well, you could just vote right now. So I did. It was fun. Yeah. And it was right in. There was no, yeah. it was just a blank. And I yeah, just yeah. said, NDP, and I think the name of the candidate in my writing was Susie Chant, who I know nothing about. But I wrote her name on there anyways. But first it said NDP. So totally blank. And oh. they said, nobody's going in there. They said I was the second person they had seen all day. And this was at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So I did vote. Um, I haven't actually opened up my mail because I then three, four days later, I received my mail-in ballot, yeah. which does have my name and address printed yeah. on something in there because it got That's to me right. in the mail. Yeah. So I want, I should open it up and see what that ballot says yeah, because it'll, it'll be a right end stuff. I, I think it yeah. probably will. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just because it's early enough that some of the. Yeah, some, candidates weren't even. Yeah, they on had the, to. They had to nominate by October second, right? So in our writing, oh. only only Raj Chuhan NDP had declared himself a candidate in our writing. Yeah, as of the time that I voted, which yeah. is a couple of days ago. And in mine, oh. I think it was Jane Thorne. And then, if you're allowed to write a party name in, if you don't know who the candidate will be, oh. so you can just write the party name in. Oh, okay. Yeah, just kind of cool. cool. I've I've requested one too, and I thought it would get to me in like three or four days, but obviously, not. yeah. There's something I don't know I what. Think it, it's been it at took least a long week. time to. I actually thought maybe my landlord had uh, <laughs> inadvertently thought it was for him. I thought maybe it wouldn't come with my name on it, and he just thought, "Oh, this is yeah. electoral stuff," and kept it. But nope, but, it has my name on. But it. But you can see how there's a large number of spoiled ballots on the right ends because. You know, have you ever tried to follow the instructions no, for I, a publisher's clearinghouse <laughs> contest? Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah. You know, like I was carefully reading it. And so you got, you got your vote, right? And then you have to know that, oh, there's a big white thing. So you have to figure out, what do I do? It's just a big white box. So you got to carefully read that. And it sends you to a web page to see who's running. Um, otherwise you're allowed to write the party name in, but you would want to be careful about that as well. Yeah. Is liberal okay or liberals like, you know, yeah. you, that, that kind of stuff can trip you up. Right. So anyway, I went and I carefully looked at the spelling of his name and I was really like three times I got his name <laughs> spelled correctly. Cause who knows? Right. And then you got to take that vote, put it inside a secrecy envelope, which is not an envelope. It's, I suppose it, you could call it an envelope, but it's not sealed. It's just a it's paper like sleeve. It's a sleeve. It's a paper folded in half. Yeah. So, okay. So now you got to double check. Really? Is it an envelope? Did I get, cause okay. But that is a security envelope. It's just not sealable. Okay. Sort of insecure. In fact. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and the size of that security envelope is much smaller than the next envelope it's going inside. <laughs> so that, yes, it could actually fall out and they don't give you any guidance on which way to put it in. So now I got to stress over that. Right. So I have mine set up so that when they open it, my name's first. Anyway, who knows? And then you put that into the next envelope, the confirmation envelope with the big letter B, I think security envelope. Now that, that envelope, Oh yeah. And there's a checklist on the security envelope. It has one item. Did you put your vote inside this? So I check it. Right. I don't think you have to. Because if you that. don't check it, they just throw it away. <laughs> I don't really know. Ballot's in there, but you didn't check it. Dawn. You got to fill in a few things on the confirmation envelope. You turn it over and you get ready to fill in that form. And it says, you know, staff only. 
right? Small letters. <laughs> There's so many things so, that could go wrong here, right? <laughs> so what I'm hearing then is you should all request mail-in ballots. Unless you're OCD, then maybe no, just don't. Just show up and, and do it the other. Then you got to put that envelope in another envelope. So you got really four items, right? A vote inside yeah. an envelope, inside an envelope, inside an envelope. Yeah. I have read that it is pretty involved and confusing i have actually read a few tweets about that i was like holy dine i'm not sure if i did this thing right or not that said you can feel good about the democratic process as you work your way through it yeah but well, i think the spoilage rate's going to be a good five percent i felt i was very pleased to be able to vote like i just thought oh great i'm gonna do this more often because they were happy to see me I had a nice little chat with everybody like soon i've done that we show up early and on the first day it's just yeah. Empty and everyone's in a really good mood. Yeah. It was really pleasant. Yeah. Those guys, they yeah. were happy to see. This them. is where? At uh, a mall? Upstairs at Lynn Valley Mall. Yeah. They just rent an office for the duration and they got signs through the mall that say district electoral office. They just wander along and go in there and there's a pleasant man. And I actually think I might've known the man and I just didn't quite recognize him. I think I might know the guy. Just a bit embarrassing. But and, no people in fatigues with the uh, firearms? Yeah, no, draped, and draped in flags. Asking for you for proof that you're really eligible to vote. Calling me a wimp because I'm wearing a mask and all the rest of it. No, none of that. None of that. And how was Christina? Great, great. Nobody was there. Dennis? Went saw Dennis, yeah. How's he doing? Oh, good. Well, I don't know. Considering. No, he's... Uh, he's read... Uh, He's redoing chemo, and he's taking some nasty pill that goes along with it. Like this, like an anti-something steroid, and it just makes him just feel awful. Apparently, weighs 138 pounds. So I said, I said to him, because uh, I told you the timeline, right? He gets bad diagnosis on Monday, feeding tube on Friday, house burns Friday night. So anyway, so this is a week later anyway when I see him. And I said, so uh, you must be feeling better with the feeding tube? And, and he says, that was all bullshit. Takes boost, right? Yeah. But on the bottle of boost, it says you can take, you only take one a day. Okay. So and he, I was talking to him before and I, I remember having a feeding tube. And I, I thought, oh yeah, you get a blender and you make these soups up. and But then when I thought about it, I thought... I don't think I ever did that. I think I just did boost. Anyway, uh, he, he says to the nurse, um, like, what are you going to, what, what's going in here? And she says, just boost. And he says, well, I don't have any problem with boost. Like, he can't eat certain things, right? Oh, like he can swallow boost, no problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But some but, stuff he eats, it's it tastes bad, it feels bad, but he also throws it up. Like right. his body won't take it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Boost is fine. He can drink six of those a day. Yeah, and I never heard the restriction. Like, I was drinking at least a couple a day. So you're telling me they're giving him a tube down his throat? No, no. Or like this. Through his guts. Yeah. For something he could just drink. Yeah, but that just wasn't the communication just... And I... When I... I, Maybe when I came out of the hospital, um, I had a nutritionist. You know, and maybe that's just because it was an eating thing that... Anyway... I just thought, well, that's weird. So that was a wasted operation. That's probably, it's still sitting there, right? He's going to have to get that removed too. Although I think that's probably a lot easier than, so they put him up in a motel, right? This uh, Canadian whatever association, social something. Where's the location? 
like what town is this in? Trail. Trail, okay. And because he was in the hospital when his house burnt down, he he can stay in this motel unlimited, apparently, and they're providing him food. I don't know how long this goes on, but good deal. Oh, this is his house insurance now. Nope, nope, no insurance. So this is a charitable group. Yeah, it's just... Looking after him. Yeah, sort of within the hospital, right? Anyways, at the Glenwood, which is really close to the hospital, because he's still got three rounds of chemo. So he's sitting outside his room. The guy next door comes out. Says, nice sunglasses. And he says, uh, I sure wish I had mine, but uh, I lost them in a house fire last night. That's Dennis. No, this guy. This other guy. Some other guy lost a house. Okay. So Dennis says, oh, yeah. He was the neighbor? Yeah, that wouldn't have been in Roslyn, would it? It's his next door neighbor who he's seen twice in the last 10 years. He recognized him, but the guy doesn't recognize Dennis. Doesn't say sorry. <laughs> so anyway, he was a he was a meth cooker, crack oh, cooker. That's what happened. No, well, he was actually cooking marijuana for oil. That's where the fire started. But his um, girlfriend is a hoarder. So I guess the firefighters went in there, and they would put the fire out, and then they'd go sweep some pile of something, and the flames would come up again. I guess it was just a disaster. Anyway, he's in the, he, he had just finished a week of chemo, and then he goes off a week, and then he goes back on. So he's in good spirits. Yikes. Yikes. Wow. Visited Mike and Joan. Yeah. Afternoon. How are they doing? Good. They're pretty active, those two. Mike's got his $9,000 electric bike on order from San Diego. Oh, my God. This is for Mike the, now. In the spring, yeah. Okay, so he's graduated to electric. Yeah. Joan was just out. She was out biking when I got there. Boy, their place looks good. When was the last time you saw it? It's it's not that long ago. They've been with, working with on it. With the metal? Yes. That's That looks really good. Yeah. Do you see his new garage, too? Was that done? I don't know if I've seen the new garage. Yeah, that's pretty. That was the lower one, right? Yeah, yeah. Completely yeah. rebuilt. Wow. So anyway, it's cool. Cool. I've seen posts in Facebook from Joanne where she's hiking, going places, seeing things. <clears throat> I, oh. I don't know, recognize any of the places, I don't think, but I have seen posts. Well, Crazy. so I went in on a weekend, and it's just amazing all the little uh, logging roads off, like, this side of Nancy Green, then all the way to Rossland, right? There's cars parked in all of those, right? And I think, oh, hikers and huckleberry pickers and that sort of thing. I get to the summit, Nancy Green summit, and there's these people around the cars. And I see this one woman, I think, putting something on her feet. And I thought, what the hell is that? And they're the cross-country skates. Oh, I've never even heard of those. You know, you, you're about this long? Never heard of them. Didn't know there was such a thing. For practicing on dry land, cross so country. So they're kind of like skis, but skis, they got, with they got wheels. wheels along them. These guys, I guess they're, there's a club. They skate from Patterson to that summit on the highway. Isn't that nuts? I only saw two people coming up and I thought... 
and that's much wider than a bike, right? Because you, you're kind of... Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it's the whole lane. By the time you finish skate skiing... Yeah, and I'm thinking, isn't that a little bit... But that I, must I annoy the crap out of people trying to get up and down that highway. Anyway, I just... Uh, I've never heard of that before. Now, do they come down super fast, do you No, think? I don't think that's... Th- I that's don't think that's the deal. That that'd be dangerous. Yeah, I think. I, I bet and you they don't. That's. I was just the training the is too. just the that action, right? To yeah, get. I mean, they'd have to have power brakes, basically, of yeah, some sort. Some of those yeah. long straight stretches. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, news to me. <sighs> you learn something new every day. Did you say let's sing a little? Yeah, that's how we soothe our. Sin. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking away to a long, faraway time. He's dancing now. Last night. <laughs> do they do the dancing earlier now? I guess because it's getting seven thirty, baby, every night. Seven thirty. Yeah. And then when do they shut down? Is it with daylight losing time? Never. So they're going to have to bump it really early for daylight losing. We're never time. shutting down. Oh, you guys dance under the floodlights, probably. Under the moonlight. Under the moonlight in our wispy fairy outfits. Little bits of snow falling down. Nice. <laughs> no, what happened is we relocated from Clinton Park, where it was natural light, to 4th and Renfrew at the Ecole Annie Bear. Francais. It's a French immersion school, elementary school, corner fourth. And they have, like all elementary schools, a covered sort of space outside attached to the building. It's yep. just like a big breezeway for kids to shelter under when the weather's filthy. Right, and right. there's a light built into it. So we just go under there. And our instructor can dance at the front and lecture us, you know, in Chinese. Lecture them in Chinese. She's not uh-huh. lecturing me because none of that's sinking in for me. Don't you just hear like... Blah, 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 low funk. <laughs> and they all go, <laughs> Guelo, quack, quack, quack. Guelo, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> no, I was telling Movi before you got here, it's quite funny. She, she will tell us stuff. And quite often it's about, you can think of it as sort of two components. There's the basic movements that you have to make to remain synchronized with everybody else. Stick your left foot forward, wave your right hand in the air, that kind of stuff. And then there's the way you make the movements. Yeah. You can be all dancey about it or you can be all robotic about it. Yes. And she is very invested in being dancey and artistic. Yeah. So she will lecture us about, you got to, you got to hold your hands this way. More soul. You got to have your hands yes. be elegant. Yes. Yes. And you can tell when she's doing it because she's, she talks and the, the tone is always harsh, right? But you're working on it. I can oh, tell. totally. I am working yeah, on it. Yeah. That, the tone is always harsh and she'll come out and move her hands really robotically and everybody will laugh and then she'll move them very gracefully. <laughs> they glance over. Yeah. And so the other night she was doing that and she looks at me and I, and I started laughing and she looked at me cause I was laughing. I said, are you talking to me? Are you talking about my hands? And everybody's laughing. They don't even know what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> It was fun. That's great. The whole thing is really fun. We had a really nice potluck at the Mid-Autumn Festival. Oh, we saw the pictures. Oh, it's just terrific, these guys. Yeah, we'll I, post those on the, uh, yeah, on the site. It was yeah. really nice. They're really a nice group, and they're very accepting and friendly and open to whoever wants to come and try it on. Very good. I wonder if you should work on and memorize an awesome Western-style dance routine break into it kind of like michael j fox doing boogie woogie back in the 50s or something and no well so the other night somebody's friend 
showed up, white lady in her 70s probably, came. And so, you know, she just shows up and you're allowed to do that's fine. And she starts. And, you know, like you, what you normally expect is somebody just standing there really with no clue. Because when you just show up, like you just pick it up as you can. You yeah. just imitate what you can when you can. And if somebody gives instruction, you try to pay attention. That's what you do. And so this woman was just doing whatever. And I was trying to be encouraging. You know, I said, yeah, no, it's, it's really a lot. When you first come, it's really a lot to try. And she says, oh, I've been doing all kinds of dancing my whole life. And I said, oh, well, then you got a leg up. And I just went back to minding my own business. And about halfway through, she just decided that she was going to totally give up on following anything to do with what the rest of the group oh, was doing. Oh, and then she just danced on her own. And she just you? burst into some kind of, I don't know what, folk dance type, like uh, really fast movements, unrelated uh, to the music, unrelated. And she did that for like 20 minutes and then... Good night, everyone. And she just left and we haven't seen her since. And I'm just thinking. So in answer to your suggestion, nah, don't think no, I'm going to measure. Yeah, no, I agree. Memorize a Western dance. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Good call. She just decided, nope, I'm done. And so she'd show everybody that she could dance. And once she did that, she was gone. So ASMR, right? The people whisper like this. What's it stand for? I don't know. Something to do with managing stress and sleep. Yeah, autosynchronous yeah. Yeah. repetition. And it's basically, it's a relaxation thing. It's based on audio, like sounds of waves or the wind Breathe sighing deeply. through the trees. Relax. Or somebody whispering like this for freaking hours while you try to fall asleep. This is somehow supposed to be soothing. I do thought we should do the podcast like this. I think if we do a podcast like this, we'll be able to track a bunch of axe murders among our listeners. Excellent, excellent. That what are you guys doing? <laughs> We're relaxing. We're relaxing our entire audience. You don't seem to be relaxing, Rich. <laughs> I just, it just occurred to me that if we started doing that, just for no reason, without announcing it or, or tell any tell at all, that it would be funny, but it probably wouldn't be funny at all. It would I don't know. There... There was a Pepsi commercial about a year ago that did something like yeah. that. It didn't explain itself in any way. And in fact, you could just kind of enjoy the commercial without knowing what they were referring to. Yeah, I didn't get to listen to it, but uh, Under the Influence has recently done a segment that's all about ASMR and advertising. It's it's a thing. Hmm. Uh, they, lots of manufacturers or, or vendors are using it in their ads. So I've, I've looked, I've gone onto YouTube, search on ASMR. I've been un, unable to watch anything for longer than 20, 30 seconds. <laughs> have you, have Is you that because you're too relaxed? Is that? <laughs> I don't, I find them bogus. And I think, I think it's one of those things that if you decide you're going to believe in it, then, then it'll work. I kind of think it is bogus in the sense that there's people making money on YouTube channels they're not trained in anything at all. They're just, uh, let's just do something like really soothing and a whole bunch of people will listen to it and then we'll have a lot of listeners and, you know, it will be, there's no science or anything involved. Like they may as well play a two hour tape of a small dog barking angrily for all they know about what is soothing or not soothing. <laughs> Who among us has not seen at least a dozen movies? Those schlocky horror films that you see on Netflix. And I know that we are often surprised by how much money those things do make. Yes. 
Yeah, bad movies don't happen on purpose. They they happen like like everyone thought it was a good idea. You get to the finished product and it's a piece of shit. Yeah, but so many of them are like that. Like so many of them are just like breathtakingly bad. Yeah. Like, oh my God, am I ever glad I didn't pay $6 so you're searching for that. a reason why that might happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm searching for a reason. How could so many people stupidly put money? Did they really think they were going to make a profit on such an idiotic mess mm-hmm. as this? Really? I don't think it starts out like that though. The money goes in. And they see this script and somebody pitches it and is all excited about it. And we're going to get so-and-so and and we're going to get so-and-so. And so so the money goes in and then they start. And then they realize as they see (laughs) the dailies come in, they're going, oh, that doesn't look as, that doesn't, it's not quite what I was imagining in my head. And that just spirals. So for the investors, once the wine and cheese is over and they've signed over the cash, it's over for them. Well, and then that's when the producers start flying out the window or the, the showrunners and people yeah. oh this isn't working get somebody else in here we got to fix this yeah, in a hurry dialogue's flat let's get a new writer let's rewrite it yeah yeah development hell they call it yeah yeah and i also think it in covid time because they are starving i think there might be sort of the impetus to make better product right now I'm not sure that they can because they're restricted in so many ways, right? Well, and they're so, you would think the ability to consume it with theaters basically out of commission. Yeah. You're left with online like Netflix and the streaming services, but they were kind of taking over anyway. So maybe that market is still just as robust as it ever was in terms of consuming that product. I don't know. Hey, I got a gig. Holy Dinah. I know. Doing what? Oh, working for Lauren Michaels, don't you know? Lauren Michaels? I know, big time. Oh, uh, Kevin, I think we have something left for you. That's my Lauren Michaels imitation. Oh. That is pretty good, RJ. I don't even know. I don't know. think I've ever heard Lauren Michaels speak. I don't think I have either, but there was a lot of relish in that emo there, so I think it must be good. <laughs> you don't you don't put the relish on unless you've pretty much got it. <laughs> I'm not I, I'm not sure how much I can reveal. They might have to shoot me, but Oh. No, but there there I I'm I'm sure there's been a breakdown in um variety that this show is coming up. So it's starring Cecily Strong. Do you know who that is? Yeah, she's on SNL, right? Yeah. Yeah. I auditioned first of all and it's for this hippie couple who run this sacred love trail where you come as partners and it's on this hike you rediscover your relationship and rekindle your relationship so our hero couple go on this thing of course right this is a nice segue from our asmr conversation that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) and so they go on the hike and they end up they discover this little village called shmigadoon smigmadoon did you say shmigadoon like Brigadoon, Schmigadoon. Oh, gotcha. God. I just so, can't. All I can think now is small dog barking angrily. I just, I don't know how much more of this I can hear. Schmigadoon? Wait for it, Skinny. Six half hours, one camera. And so I didn't get the hippie. Oh, you're not the, uh, okay, I, so what are you? Well, I. You can't tell her? Yeah, yeah. I, I got a. Uh, sort of a, I guess, a callback. Well, you didn't get the hippie, but they want you to read for this. So it's the father of the seven brides for seven brothers. The whole thing is a musical. 
the whole thing is a, I assume a kind of a parody on, on seven brides and, and the period is all over the place. Apparently like it's sort of, I think it says it's in the style of forties musicals. And so all I know now is Schmigadoon and seven brides for seven brothers. Do you get to sing? Sort of. Okay. I had to sing for the audition. I had yeah, I, I, I think he said this guy's a tenor or else he's got a gruff kind of a gruff kind of voice, that's, but it's on pitch. Like, come on down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, this guy, all he does is he runs around with a shotgun and he blows things up because he's trying to protect his daughters. <laughs> and of course, our hero guy, he thinks he and the oldest daughter have, made eyes at each other or something of course he's going to make them get married and but i'm in four of the six episodes nice. that's good that's so the the i thought it might be oh one episode will deal with seven brides for seven brothers say but i guess it's just a mishmash of everything that's thrown in there wow that's excellent that's very excellent so four or six is good they uh so i went in for a fitting i get a rehearsal unheard of i don't think i've ever had a rehearsal i went in for a fitting and uh, of course hair and makeup love the hair love the beard right <laughs> so we'll see what they're gonna do i think the uh, makeup wants to actually turn this into mutton chops like big fat mutton chop his character name is farmer mcdonough so i don't see mutton chops says a little bit more but you're supposed to be in the time of Seven Brides and Seven Brothers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's that, 50s? Yeah, well, I mean, what you have right now could fit that time frame as well. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of hoping because I, the thing is, is that I have pretty well, the, I shoot in October near the end of the month, but then I have most of November off and a day, a day in late November and then my last day is December 1st. So I have to survive the whole month of November with gaudy mutton chops <laughs> but it is what it is right that's excellent so <clears throat> my takeaway there i'm thinking to myself well huh so lauren michaels pitches six half hours based on seven brides yeah but he doesn't pitch because he's producer he produces everything so, so you're, you're right. right had pitched to him you're right yep. somebody somewhere pitched well this. i actually think uh cecily strong might have a producer credit in it as well uh-huh and who knows what. So maybe it's... I'm, go, I'm going to see some theater on Wednesday in Am, at Ambleside by Gum. My, in the out, out of Doors? In the Out of Doors. My daughter's in a production. Susan was going to be in it, but she dropped out. And there are three performances. Three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. The piece itself lasts 20 minutes, and they're going to film it and then stream it for two years and so to be in the audience you have to be good looking you no uglies <laughs> <laughs> you ha you have to be your background okay and you actually sign a background waiver that your image will probably be used yeah. in the video someplace if you're sitting there watching right yeah, yeah. so and it, it's all and there's a whole covid uh, the whole test thing that you got to go through to sign off this and that and very limited. It's not open to the public. You, you had to get a request from somebody you knew in the show, I think. So I, I, I don't know. 
they're also limited by numbers, right? Because there's, I think there's 20 people in the cast, so they can only have like 20 audience members, I think, or 30 or something. Right. So you'll be... probably be even spread out in the chairs and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's outside. I don't know what. I I kind of think it's actually on the beach. Is there a nice big beach there? I don't. I've never really been to Ambleside. At Ambleside, yeah, there's big beaches there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. So they're gonna. Yeah, if you can only have 20 audience members, then a waiver allowing use of your image is pretty important, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to get, you're going to have a chance to star gaze lovingly at every face in the audience. No basically. picking your nose this time. Yeah. But will they discover me? That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> will I live long Maybe. enough after having Maybe. been there for them to discover me? You told up a little sign available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some guy just hustles over and escorts you out right away. Check out my IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Something.com. So for the production that you're going to be in, have you already been given some protocol instructions or is it too soon yet for, okay, look. Oh, I, well, we got temperature check going into the studio. Yeah. Everybody's in masks. And of course I just went into like hair and makeup. Those guys are, Face shields and gloves, I think. Do they get you to make any agreement about how you conduct yourself outside? Like, so you get this deal that's going to spread across X months where you keep appearing. So they've got an investment in you now. So if you go out and be an idiot and attend house parties every night, that screws them up. But I guess they don't. No, they, I don't think they have the right to do yeah. that, but... But what they do is they will test you. Yeah. And that's what, so the film industry just shut down for three days last week because there wasn't enough tests. So what kind of testing did they do for you? Uh, they won't. They will, I assume, before rehearsal. Although in rehearsal, everybody could be wearing a mask. Like in mm. when you're filming, you're not wearing a mask. Of course, so, yeah. So everybody's got to be tested for that or shortly before oh, before shooting there's a lot of questions there eh? yeah so, and it's up the nose i know that you sort of think well oh, wonder if they should quarantine the whole cast for like five days before filming you know because i mean i know they say two weeks but there's got to be some smaller time frame within which symptoms can appear if you are in fact a carrier right uh, and i because if they test you and then three days later you shoot well that's no good well, yeah, that's what I'm... Uh, in fact, if they test you and three days later you get your results, that's also no good. I think a yeah. lot of these things, they should be doing daily testing if they can pull it off. Well, I, uh, from what I heard, Cass gets tested three times a week. Hands-on crew that would touch the actors would be two times a week, and the rest of the crew is one time a week or something like that. Okay, so they have a protocol. Yeah, So, but that's... See, there's 22 dancers in this thing let alone cast. So it's, it's a big show, right? And, you know, it's also singing, right? So it's, I, I don't know. We'll, There's a lot of moist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have to see. It's all indoors. It's a set. Oh, There's no blue on your costume because everything's blue screen. Right. Like there's actually a village they're building right over here at Vancouver Studio, which is nice. I imagine the blue screen is through the buildings to the mountains and down yeah. the valley, you know, yeah. or, you know, this sunset or the moonscape or whatever, right? So huh. that's, that's what awesome. that is. That that's is really good. Cool. Glad to hear that, actually. That's fun. So are the NDPs going to win in a landslide? 
Uh, this election, I hope so, yeah. I think they will carry a majority because, again, this is a problem for me, though. When I see the coverage, I know that I have this terribly colored, slanted view. Part of me thinks it probably doesn't feel to many, many British Columbians that a vote for the Liberals is a vote for racism. feels that so. way to me, but... Yeah, I don't think it feels that way to most. And so I think probably I don't have a very firm grasp on how well the Liberals are doing in this province. So landslide, I don't know. In surveys, they're not doing well. I hope not. I just think Wilkinson is very unlikely. But I mean, that's the whole reason they called an early election. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The new Green leader seems to be okay with the NDP. I can't, I can't. So really I don't know. Tell. They, they, they were doing pretty well as a minority government. Well, I think Weaver was pretty good. I think Weaver as leader of the Greens was actually yeah. managing them quite well. But the, um, the new leader, I think Griffin says he's okay with the NDP. He's not. Is it a she? I think she, it might okay. be a she. Yeah. I thought they'd had some conflict, but mm. I mean, I'm happy with them calling it now because again, the low denominator response is what? You think the liberals wouldn't have done the same thing in the same position? 110 they would. And also... Do I think I trust the Liberals to get us through the rest of this? No, not really. And, and are you predicting a, an NDP majority? Yeah, I'm hoping for Just from the polls, I think there will be a majority. Oh, well, that's exciting. Yeah. I hope it's true. Yeah. I really do. I mean, they could pull something out of their hat to turn it around. Oh. In terms yeah. of public perception, they, people like Horgan, people like Bonnie Henry, Adrian Dix, and Evie. People like him too. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, th- th- that's quite a ways to go to. That's a number of seats to flip, is it not? I don't know what the numbers are They're, for a majority. Well, they've only got right now, it's been a minority government, right? So they're within yeah. two or three seats. Like they're within two or oh, three you, seats of having a majority. You're oh, thinking of liberals. Oh, that's okay, okay, okay. Federal. Yeah. That's right. The, the, the two green votes yeah. made up. The majority. Yeah. The po- yeah. The bounds of power. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. And I guess there was always some risk involved because if a couple of people got sick or something, there was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I don't know, it'd be fun to understand more clearly too, how much of the things that the NDP have done that I am in favor of were done because the Greens held a gun to their head. I'd kind of like to know yeah, how yeah. much of that's been going on. And uh, how much more acceptable the Greens are this time around. Yeah. I, I don't, in that thing, I don't think it's helpful that Weaver is gone, but I could be wrong about that. Sylvia Fernescu or something like that is her name, I think. Hmm. The Green leader. Anyway. Hopefully they do. I just think Wilkinson carries so much baggage from the prior liberal administrations that, and plus he's just not a lovable guy. He's just not. That was it for episode 99. The next one, the next one, very exciting. If you've heard this by now, you know that the next one is a mammoth production. It's going to be great, really great. But for today, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you had some fun. We did. We're really hoping that we got all those predictions right, because I don't know if you noticed, but we said them with a great deal of conviction, except KJ always hedges his bets on predictions. But we're going to be looking forward to finding out, to you finding out how prescient we were. You know, marriage counselors say, never say never about your partner. 
I don't know what that is in relation to, RJ. Always. Uh, I I feel that that may be a little unwanted insight into your personal life there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what a friend told me. (laughs) Asking for a friend. And as we've taken to saying over the last several months, until you come back to hear us again on our fantastic 100th episode, make sure and take care of yourself. Make sure to do your distancing, wash your hands, wear your mask, all of that kind of stuff, because it actually matters. Just ask the President of the United States. Even though he's now telling everybody to not worry about it, he's pretty sick. So, and I don't just mean his personality. Until we talk again, take care of yourselves and enjoy. Boys, say goodnight. See you. Good night. He's not pretty sick. When they listen to this, he's either dead or he's healthy. <laughs> That's true. That was part of the predictive stuff, so we'll just leave that right in. Okay. RJ, that'll just sit there. And thanks. Bye. <laughs>